there was a vampire on the loose. But that was actually Ollie's, not Ollie's chief concern. No, Ollie's chief concern was that his friend had called. His friend, Susie. And it's, it's called because Susie was out of town. And the person staying at her house said that her dog was acting really weird. And that person, A, wasn't being paid enough to take the dog to the vet, but also didn't really know anything about dogs. So Susie asked Ollie to go over and take a look. See, the dog had sort of shown up as a foundling. It had just been there, barking at her back door one night. And uh, the dog had seemed very friendly. It's kind of lonely and perhaps scared. And so Susie had let it in. She had a crate back from when she had a dog, so she put the crate up in her room and put the dog in the crate and went to bed, and the dog seemed fine with that. In the morning, the dog was just, just sleeping, so she didn't think much of it. She decided to work from home that day. The dog just kind of slept all day. She woke the dog up and gave it some food and some water. But it didn't seem terribly interested in leaving the crate until after work. And so as he got off work and opened up the crate again, the dog cautiously came out and they hung out all evening long. She was feeling brave with this friendly little dog, well, friendly medium-sized dog. And so she went ahead and left the crate door open that night. And was fine. As far as she could tell, the dog had stayed in its crate. So she named the dog Walter, and everything seemed fine. She filled out some paperwork with the city, and, you know, I mean, she had posted on some, you know, neighborhood groups and stuff like that, you know, lost dog. She thought maybe someone would come for this dog, but nobody did. So she just decided it was her dog then. Anyway, that had all been about four weeks ago. And other than the sort of strange sleeping habits of the dog, seemed to sleep a lot. It was going fine. But then Susie had to go on this vacation. And when the, when the pet sitter woke up in the morning, the dog was moaning and rolling around in obvious discomfort. And so Ollie, you know, she came and looked at the dog. And I said, I guess I'm going to take Walter here to the vet. But the dog would not even really come out of the crate. Now, Ollie had met Walter. They, they were got along. They were buddies. Um, but the dog did not want to come out of the crate. And even once I got the dog out of the crate, it definitely didn't want to go out of the room or outside. I guess I had seen that before. The dog really wanted to just like hang out in the house during the day. 
but um, yeah, it seemed really reluctant. So I said, I'll come back later, maybe. I'll try again. I'll bring some, you know what? I'll go get some um, like really good dog treats. And the house sitter said, okay, um, sure, I'll be here. So I came back that evening with some really good dog treats. And, um, and then the dog did come out of the cage, of the crate. I said, Walter, can you come with me? We're going to get you to the doctor and see if we can get you to feel better. Walter seemed reluctant, but then again, Walter's a dog, so all I was just really just trying to give, say, calming tones to the dog. So they got Walter loaded up in all his car. All his rented car, yes. Well, actually a borrowed car. A lot of rental cars don't let you bring dogs. Ollie had borrowed a car from a friend. And the, the house sitter came along too, because at this point the house sitter was kind of worried about Ollie. The house sitter wasn't much of a dog person necessarily, but, you know, Walter seemed like a nice dog. So they went to the, um, there's a, it's a pet ER, basically. Pet urgent care, anyway. Point is, they, they're open all day, all night long, 24 hours a day. They went in there. And the vet came in and said, okay, well, there's definitely something going on. There's some hard lump of some kind in the dog's abdomen. We should definitely do an x-ray right away. Let's see what we can figure out. So they did the x-ray, and the owner came back, or the vet, rather, came back very surprised. I said, well, let me show you what I'm seeing here. And he put the x-ray up on a little board that they used to look at the x-rays. And there, clear as day in the x-ray, was a horseshoe. And I said, is that that's a horseshoe? And the vet said, yeah, it seems to be a horseshoe in this dog's stomach. Do you have any idea how that could have happened? Oh, I said, no, I have no idea. And the house sitter said, I don't know either. I mean, the dog eats regular, you know, kibbles, sometimes canned food. I don't know how it, when or how it would have eaten a horseshoe. I, don't, I mean, even I could, I can't even imagine how, really. It seems like it wouldn't go down the throat or even fit in the mouth. But I also don't know when. There aren't any horseshoes in the house that I've seen. I certainly haven't brought any horseshoes in. Yeah, no, that's very strange. Um, we're going to have to get it out, but if we knew how it got in, that might give us some clues, because I don't really want to, you know, abdominal surgery is kind of a big deal. Let me ask you, the vet said, has the dog been, you know, passing? It's been pooping and peeing, I guess is what I mean. The house sitter said, yeah, yeah, actually, that's been pretty normal. Walter's just been acting uncomfortable. I said, well, I don't have a whole full surgical team with me right now. Because the dog's just uncomfortable, we need to get this out, but I need to kind of make a plan. And so I think I'm going to get the surgical team assembled. Um, you can come back tomorrow evening. And we will, um, I guess we'll just have to do surgery. Um, I'll try and think of anything else. 
any other routes between now and then. But um, let's plan for you to come back. Can you come back at 8 p.m. tomorrow? I said, sure, sure, I can do that. And Asma said, yeah, I can be there too. All right, and, you know, Walter will need to stay overnight with us. Uh, at least one night, maybe two. It will kind of depend on, on how he does and how the surgery goes. I want to warn you that with animals especially, this doesn't always work out. Animals just don't respond to surgery in the same way that humans do, and, and there's a risk, but there's also a risk, bigger risk of leaving it in there. I can't imagine how this dog got a horseshoe in it, but yeah. Yes, yes, we'll get there. So Ollie, the housemate, loaded Walter back into the car. That gave Walter some some painkillers to you know, make it easier for Walter to sleep. And he helped Walter back into the house. The housemate said, "Hey, um, I, I need to go out and get some groceries. Would you mind staying with Walter for like an hour or two while I do that?" I don't want to feel bad leaving him. I said, yeah, sure, I can I can hang out here. I've got some reading to do. So the housemate left. And I sat down in the parlor and took out his book and started to read. After a few minutes, Walter came down from the bedroom, came up and sat, laid down on the floor next to Ollie. I was like, get down. Come on. And then, just about the last thing all they expected, Walter looked up at him and said, So, I'm going to have to show my cards here, I think, because I don't want to go into surgery. I always stared at Walter. Did Walter really talk? Walter really talked. I'm sorry, you're a dog and you just talked, unless I'm badly confused. Said, well, I definitely did speak, but it's not entirely accurate to say that I'm a dog. I said, okay, I'm guessing this is connected to the horseshoe in your stomach. It, it is, yes. Yes, that was a mistake on my part. You see... Well, there's no point in keeping up this charade any longer, I suppose. And with a poof of red smoke, Walter transformed into a large, tall, strong-looking vampire. He stood about six foot two, built strong like a like a warrior. I said, "Oh my, you're you're that vampire I was hearing about." Yes. Yes, but the thing is, oof, that's still, oof, that's even more uncomfortable than the dog form. Ah, oof, that's not great. Um, yes, see, the thing is, I really don't want to hurt people, but there is a great hunger from the whole, you know, vampire thing, so I usually eat animals, but I messed up. I turned into a wolf. I kind of lost control. I attacked a cow. And I seem to have swallowed the horseshoe. 
I mean, it's a cow shoe, but you get the idea. And we can't put you under surgery because I, I don't know what happens when you do surgery on a vampire, to be honest with you. But it can't be good. We've got to come up with something else. Hmm? That's all the time. Uh, that's the vampire saying that. I said, well, what... Um, so we need to get that horseshoe out of you without surgery. So you can turn into a wolf or a dog. Yes, I can turn into just about any animal. I've not tried every single animal, but every animal I've tried, I've been able to turn into bats, birds, wolves, a weasel once. Yes, I'm particularly skilled at animal transformations. It's, well, I just like it for one thing, but it's come to be quite useful, especially when trying to avoid detection and also trying to avoid, you know, eating humans. And no, the vampire can turn into a dog. Oh, he's just an octopus all the time. And I said, well, I've got an idea. I've got an idea, but I need some assurance that I can trust you. I said, well, um, how could I convince you? What do you what's your idea, I guess? Well, I said, well, if you turned into something with a really big mouth, then maybe I could reach down your throat and get the horseshoe, the cow shoe, out. And then you could turn back into a dog and go about your rather strange business. Ah, see what you mean. But how could, I, how could you trust me not to eat you? Exactly, Ollie said. Well, I actually have a solution for that. You don't need to trust me. I had to figure out, I said. On the fridge is a very, very large and powerful magnet, powerful enough to drag the horseshoe out. We need not... Oof, sorry. Ooh, that hurts my stomach. Ouch, we gotta get this going. Point is, we tie a rope to the magnet. I turn into a hippo. You toss it down my throat, and then you pull it back out. You don't have to go in my throat at all. Oh, this is getting more painful. Are you ready to try this? I said, okay, let's do it. I ran to the fridge and he saw the magnet right away. He got a rope from the hall and he got back into the living room. There was a hippo standing there. I said, Walter? Yeah, it's funny. My name is actually Wallace. I don't know how I came up with Walter. But yes, it's me. All right, open up. And Walter opened up his now enormous hippopotamus mouth. Ollie tossed the magnet down there. He heard a clink. I said, oh, that did not feel good, but okay, let's do this. And I started to pull and pull and pull, and it was kind of a gross sensation. And Walter could, all I could tell that it was not comfortable for Walter either. Walter kind of, hmm? Oh, well, whatever. As... The magnet and horseshoe, cowshoe, got up toward the throat. All I could tell that Wallace or Walter was really struggling to keep it together. I was like, oh, oh, that really, oh, that's not a good feeling. Oh, oh okay, I'm going to be quiet. You just do this thing. Oh, oh, oh. And all at once it came. Whoop, landed with a wet thud on the rug. Splorp. Walter coughed. 
Red smoke turned back into a vampire. Oh, gosh, that is so much better. Oh, man, my throat's going to be sore for days, but thank you, Ollie. Thank you. What do I, uh, I think maybe we just, I turn back into a dog and we leave the horseshoe on the rug and take the magnet off. And it'll be just as mysterious, I think. But I bet everyone will be satisfied. Unless I bet you're right. Let's put it up in the bedroom so that we can pretend I didn't know about it. Okay, Ollie, thanks for not, you know, turning me in. Uh, I said, well, here's the thing, Wallace. I'll be watching you. You say you don't want to hurt people? Okay. We can be friends, but if I find out that you've broken your word and you're actually hurting people, then we won't be friends so much, you get me? I said, I can honor a bargain like that. You seem like an honorable, well, octopus. All right. Well, good to meet you, Wallace. Let me get back to my reading, I guess. All right. And that was Ollie and the case of the horseshoe.